time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. The Retirement Roadmap, another edition coming at you. Walter Schroelt here with Glenn Mosseller. He's the registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muris Chapel Road. You can find us online at greensbororetirement.com. If you're a longtime listener to the podcast, welcome back. We're so glad to have you. And if you're new, uh, here's what's going to happen. We're going to cover some really important information today about how to plan for your financial future, how to plan for retirement. And this is a good episode for you to be a first listener to because we're going to be talking about a financial plan's first steps. In other words, how to get started with a financial plan, if it's not something you've ever formally kind of ventured into before. And for some folks, Glenn, I think this whole process of putting together a financial plan kind of gets overwhelming. It's probably why people push it off for as long as they do. But it's a little less threatening if we can just focus on that first step you should take to get started. Isn't it like that with everything in life? Depending oh, on you're your, absolutely right, Walter. Yeah, absolutely. And so depending on your situation, your most logical first step, it could be of a couple of different things. So there's no one magic bullet. Everybody should do this first. But here are a couple of things that you should at least have at the beginning. In terms of putting together a financial plan, Glenn, there's hundreds, and if we thought about it long enough, probably thousands of different options and choices you might have to eventually make, depending on how complicated your situation is. The big problem is a lot of folks will focus on step number 73 or step number 345, right? <laughs> so they, they've missed one through 20 before they get to those bigger level steps, and that often leads to failure when you haven't established that foundation. So any sure. of the things that we cover on the podcast today will serve as good first steps. It just might be different depending on your situation. Here's one possibility for somebody. Decide what you want retirement to look like. So this one, Glenn, isn't even looking at the dollars yet. It's just talking about, hey, what do you envision your retirement to be like? Well, that's really it, isn't it, Walter? I mean, that's really what it's about. And, you know, oftentimes folks, you know, kind of, you know, miss the obvious, right? It's kind of overlooking what's in plain sight. And, you know, you got to realize that, you know, hey, the dollars and cents matter and the financial part matters. But but the reason you've been saving these uh, this money all these years is not so that you could admire the balance that you have in an account and that type of thing. It's really so that you can you can have the lifestyle that you want to live and take the assets and your nest egg and and put together a plan to create the life that you want to have in the retirement years. And you know that's something that is so often overlooked. I mean, there there's a, you know sometimes folks you know will spend a little time there, but it's more you know it's like well what about this and what about that and oftentimes the what about this and what about that is about the dollars and cents which is important and yes that should be part of the plan but you don't want to be making financial decisions before you really have kind of planned out what do you want your day-to-day -to, -day to be like and you know and, and how do you want to be spending your time you know do you have certain goals and aspirations that maybe you want to take some trips early on and then and then do other things later on in, in your retirement and one of the key things I think that so many people overlook is is that checking in with your spouse and having conversation about making sure that what you want retirement to look like and be like is the same as what your spouse or your significant other wants I mean so many times it's really a little bit different and sometimes it's a lot different but too many times folks kind of make the assumption that that you're on the same page and you may be on the same page but maybe not as much as you thought 
And so this is kind of the foundation. And if you really kind of can go through some time and, and, and thinking and conversation, thoughts on your own, conversations, you know, with your spouse. And by the way, this is not a one time have this conversation and then it's over and we got it all worked out. You know, you're going to kind of revisit this from time to time. And, you know, it's it's the non-financial part, but it's what the finances are there to support. And that's your lifestyle. And it's really critical to do. And if you don't, you're going to find yourself probably being disappointed with with the way your retirement's going, because if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? Yeah, it's a really good point to make, Glenn. And so a lot of people just need to kind of assess that situation, decide what you want retirement to look like. That'll help dictate the plan from there. Now, some folks may already have that pretty clear picture, Glenn. They already know what they want to do in retirement. That's not a hard question for some folks to answer. But others might find a helpful first step when putting together a financial plan to kind of see where they stand right now rather than looking into the future. In other words, do a financial inventory. Sure. Well, no, you're absolutely right, Walter. And most people have a pretty good idea about what they have, you know, financially. Now, that being said, they may not know exactly how they're going to put a plan together and how they're going to use all the different accounts and all the different pieces of that puzzle that they that they have, you know, and, and, and how it's all going to fit together. But taking inventory and making sure that you're accounting for everything that you have, and that includes not just like a retirement accounts and, you know, maybe if you've got a pension, you know, your Social Security. But, you know, you, you want to thinking in terms of, well, okay, how does that inventory fit together? And what I mean by that is, is that if you're a married couple, for instance, and you both are going to end up having Social Security, well, part of the idea is, is that, well, we know we're going to have Social Security income, but when and how do you take Social Security? You know, we might have one spouse take it early and one spouse delay, or maybe maybe you both delay. Of course, it's, a lot of it's going to depend upon when you retire and so forth. But then also, you know, your tax planning is going to come into play with that in terms of what you're going to do and when and how. And taking into account all the inventory you have, and then, you know, once you look at all those different accounts and all those different resources, then putting the pieces of that puzzle together might actually turn out a little different than what you thought, simply because if you're doing a plan with somebody who understands how all of that should fit together to be more efficient, you know, you might end up with some different answers than you thought simply because, hey, you didn't realize this particular income stream was going to be treated this way and, th and this other particular income stream was going to be treated a different way. And you didn't know that, oh, gosh, if I take this out during these years or, you know, after I've started, you know, taking that, you know, maybe Social Security and you start taking additional other income, suddenly now your Social Security becomes taxable and it wasn't before. And maybe if you'd planned differently, then it turns out a different way and you can make your money last longer. So when we're thinking about financial inventory, I think a lot of it has to do with not only what you have, but also thinking about how do I prioritize what I have and how do I sequence, you know, what am I going to do first and then what am I going to do next? That becomes a, a big piece of that puzzle in taking the inventory. So take a financial inventory. That is a very good first step for many people to take. If it's not step number one, then it's probably going to be step number two or three for all of us. Because like you said earlier, you got to know where you are to know where you're going. And you got to know where you want to go to put together the plan that, to achieve those goals as well. So those two first things certainly go hand in hand. Here's another one. Uh, now, this one I would say is a little bit more advanced. Now, some folks who may have already done a financial inventory have a good grasp of where they currently stand. They already know what they want retirement to look like. This may be the next logical step for them, Glenn, and that would be to develop an income plan. Start putting that, you know, those pieces together of what you've got at your disposal. 
That's right, Walter. You know, and it's going to be different for different people, right? I mean, it, it depends upon what you have. You know, I, I meet with folks all the time, and it's not a one size fits all. I see sometimes people have pensions, right? And I see sometimes both Mr. and Mrs. have pensions. More often than not, there might not be any pensions, or maybe maybe one. But then there's typically a couple Social Security checks, you know. And you know, again, when are we going to turn those on? You know, what about the money that's been set aside in a, in a 401k or IRA, or maybe you know you have multiple accounts like that. Maybe there's another account, you know, out there somewhere. Maybe it's savings. Maybe it's a brokerage account. And maybe you realize that, hey, there's going to be some point when you're going to inherit something. So, you know, you know, all of those things need to be taken into account as far as when and how you access them for income and what you're going to access for income. And a very integral part of that income plan is also the tax plan. And, and we kind of alluded to that a little earlier when we were talking about financial inventory. But your tax situation is different when you reach retirement age. You're never in a place when you're in your working years where you can make your wages tax-free or that your wages are going to be taxed differently if you do this versus that. I mean, the, the bottom line is that they're always going to be treated the same way in the tax code. But then when you transition to retirement, you know, you have Social Security, which is not necessarily taxable. It's not inherently taxable, but it becomes subject to taxation based on the other income that you have. And then there's Roth IRAs that you could be taking distributions from. And as we all know, the Roth IRAs are, are going to be tax free when they come out of, you know, and in, in, in distributions. So that's. There's no way to create a, you know, a tax-free, you know, paycheck when you're working. So when you start doing some of those calculations and you start doing some planning and you start to understand, you know, how the tax code works, my opinion is, is the tax planning and the income planning are, are inseparable and being able to make your money last longer is really dependent upon understanding how that works and realizing that it's not necessarily how much money is in the account so much as is how much of it you get to use and keep and utilize and that really you know makes you know your the dollar last significantly longer and that's real income planning when you're when you're taking all of those things into account one other step i think you could take to be potentially your first one in putting together a financial plan maybe you've already heard the one that you know, set the bell off in your head going, ah, that's the one, the light bulb went off for one of these. But this is a good one too. And maybe it comes after you do the the previous three we've talked about, but maybe you see what you've got in your inventory. You see what it's going to do for you in your income plan, but you also kind of know your budget and you know that it's not enough. And so Glenn, then the very important step of determining how much help you're going to need to achieve those goals becomes the next really big important step. Well, that's right, Walter. And it depends upon the you know individual or the, or the couple. And some folks are you know uh, you know are more readily avail themselves to getting help or seeking help or asking questions. And and other folks are are more apt to say, well, you know, I've kind of done it all along on my own, and I think I can do it again. You know, in, in retirement, this shouldn't be all that much different. And sometimes that's true, and sometimes that's not true. And but what you got to really determine is is when you look at things, you know, realistically. Hey, you know, would it would it help to get opinions from somebody else who's who does this all day long every day? And you know, maybe there's a few things that you don't realize, and there's always things that are outside of your awareness. I mean, the most intelligent people realize that 
that there are things that they don't know about, you know, or maybe that there's things where their knowledge is limited. And so, you know, it's a good idea to get more informed and really understand how you can do things, you know, differently, what other strategies are out there. And maybe you come across a lot of different things and you, and you rule them out, but at least you know what you're saying yes or no to when you're evaluating that. And, and occasionally you come across something that's like, wow, I never really thought about it that way. And really this could help dramatically. And so I always suggest folks, you know, take some time and get a second opinion opinion and, and relook at things, you know, particularly when you're in those initial stages of developing your, you know, your planning, because, you know, once you put a plan together, you know, in all likelihood, it's going to stay largely, you know, intact. You might have some flexibility or some adjustments that you need to make along the way. But I mean, there are certain things that, you know, that once you decide to do it one way, it's a little bit harder to undo things. And, you know, some things can have more flexibility, some things can't, but it's a good idea when you're starting off and say, hey, you know, do I really need some help? And, and if so, then then how much help should I really seek out? And again, I would always kind of err on the side of saying, well, you know, let's assume that I, you know, I could use a lot of help and then let's see what all, all the things that we can learn. And almost always you're going to find things that's like, wow, I didn't know that. And I'm glad to know that because that's going to help me, you know, maybe it's going to help you immediately or maybe it's going to help you five or 10 years down the line. But there are always things out there to learn and, and be able to do things better. I think everybody's experienced that throughout their life. You know, if they've had a career, you know, and then they, they go to a class and they learn something or maybe it's just from life experience and they come across something and go, oh, this is a much better way to do that. I wish I would have known that a few years ago. I think everybody's had that type of an experience. And, you know, fortunately, when you're talking about, you know, retirement planning, there are folks that have kind of walked that walk before and you can learn from other, other people's experiences. And I think that's a good thing. Absolutely is. And since we're talking about first steps today, Glenn, what can we do to take action, to start addressing some of these things, to check these boxes and get our financial plan started? We've certainly given a couple of good starting points, but it can still seem overwhelming for folks knowing that this is just the baseline, this is the base level, and doing it on our own can be a bit daunting. How do you and your team help not only check off these initial boxes, but for the ones that are to follow? Sure, Walter. Well, you know, I mean, that's where, you know, it starts with a conversation, right? It starts with, you know, deciding, hey, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to be retiring soon or maybe, you know, you're maybe already in retirement or whatever your situation is. And you decide, you know what, it's time to get a, a little bit more information and, and, and learn a little bit more about what I need to do and how I need to do it. And, you know, you, you set that appointment. You know, let's sit down and let's chat a little bit. Let's talk about what your situation is and, and what your current plans are, you know, and what you're comfortable with and what you like about your plans and maybe some things that you're not so comfortable or confident about that, that you might be seeking you know, a little bit of advice about. And then, you know, one conversation leads to another and, and then suddenly, you know, we're, you're in a place where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm really learning and, and things are getting better. And I really like the idea of, of having, you know, kind of having a second opinion or, or having somebody who this is what they do. This is their career. And they, they've studied this retirement and how to plan for it and, you know, how to be more efficient. And it just really builds on itself, Walter. But the first step is simply just deciding, hey, I need to gather my stuff together and let's have a conversation and let's discover, you know, if, if I need help. And if so, how much help I need. Sometimes it's a situation where folks are in really good shape and, and they, they just need a, you know, a little bit here or there, maybe some encouragement. Other times, maybe we need to do you know, a lot of work and then it might be something in between. But it's, it's really just it's taking the time and, and, and realistically looking at what do I need? 
and taking taking some uh, just some deep thought and you know and, and conversation with not just an advisor but also with your spouse and you know and, and find out from them you know what do they feel really good about what are they maybe a little bit nervous about and and you know and that honesty and open conversation is really going to lead you a lot you know a long way and as long as you're, you're addressing the you know the, the challenges that you have in an open and honest way like that, I, you know, you're, you're likely to end up in a good place. Well, here are the ways that you can get in touch with Glenn Mosseller and have this kind of conversation. How can you better your financial plan? Glenn can help answer those kinds of inquiries. The number to call is 336-291-3535. Get a financial review of your situation. Find out where you want to go in the future. That's the retirement roadmap after all. 336-291-3535. And you can also find us online at greensbororetirement.com. Just click on free consultation that you'll see at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule a time right there on your smartphone or computer. That's greensbororetirement.com, your place to go. For Glenn Mosseller, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast about some of the first steps to take when you're getting started with a financial plan. We'll look forward to joining you on the next one. Until then, take care, and thanks for listening to The Retirement Roadmap.